Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of everybody's favorite podcast. Kevin, what? TV channel. It's definitely my favorite. I don't know about the rest of you. But you, know, you know how when you speak things into existence, that's the mantra, be the change you want to see in the world? Well, I'm trying to change everybody's dial. Yes, well, you know what? I think it's dial. too, uh, you're being a little too ambitious. How about saying it's everyone's favorite entertainment podcast? So not the favorite oh. podcast ever, just their favorite entertainment podcast. Okay, I'll give you that one, even though it's everybody's <laughs> favorite podcast. <laughs> how are you, Taji? Oh, I am fantabulous, over the moon, having a really great time. Life is wonderful. You, sir? I am feeling pretty good because fall is in full effect, and uh, I am excited. There are so many new shows coming out, and this show is a groundbreaking show for TV channeling because we're not reviewing one show, not two shows, not even three. We're going where no TV review podcast has ever gone before. We're reviewing four Count them, four new shows, well actually technically three new shows, one show that kind of has new life that's come to it, and um, we're super excited, so excited, and we have so much to talk about, and those of you who are fans, because this is your favorite entertainment uh, podcast, you know that our fall preview show was one for the record books, it was super long and super thorough, we went over everything so because we value your time we want to try and make this show a little bit more concise so we're adding a brand new feature we're calling it uh clock blocking and (laughs) what that means is we're gonna give ourselves 15 minutes on the clock to talk about each of these four shows so prepare to be clock blocked tachi so (laughs) oh Oh, I think you need to prepare to be cock blocked. Oh, damn. See, this is going to be a problem. Clock blocked. <laughs> can, yes. can, I, can I play the sound for them that they will hear? Yeah, so they can be, be prepared to know what, what sound you're going to hear when our time is up and it's time for us to render our TV verdict. Okay. Here we go. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you hear that sound, that means we have been clock blocked. So, yes. <laughs> so the first show we're going to be talking about for 15 minutes, no less, or no, no more, I should say. For we can be less, but we can't be more. So once the, once you hear that ding, we will stop talking about the show, and uh, we will start basically rendering our verdict on that show. So, All right. so the 15 first show minutes we're going to be on t- the clock. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and give us the get the start get the timer started. Okay, you hear it? Yes, I do. Oh All my right. god, I feel uh, the pressure. The All pressure right. is so on. <laughs> the, the first show we're talking about is a show that's actually returning for its second season. We're talking about Nine One One. Ryan Murphy's Nine One One, and uh, it uh, it ex- uh, explores the high pressure uh, experiences of the first responders who are thrust into the most. Uh, frightening, shocking, and heart-stopping situations. And uh, what's different about this show this season is Connie Britton has left the show, and they have a new addition of Jennifer Love Hewitt. And she's playing a 911 operator, and um, she has uh, echoes of her past uh, that are basically following her to L.A. So, Tachi, uh, you have a very personal connection to this show. Let's just, I like to refer to it as the six degrees of Tachi, what is your connection to the show and why are we talking about it? 
Well, I kind of have two connections. One is not a uh, connection personally that I know. So Angela Bassett happens to be a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, which I am also a member of. And so she is actually on the show. She is um, one of the lead characters on the show, actually. Yes. And Yes. So I we were all really excited about that because what we do in the sorority is every time we have uh, someone who is a soror who is on a pro on a show, we try to uh, support that show because um, we have the arts and letters uh, committee and our arts and letters committees will do things like watch parties, etc. So nine one one is one that is uh, on the watch party list because soror Angela Bassett is in it. So that's one. I don't know her personally, but one day, because TV channeling is so fabulous, we will, Kevin. I was going to say, is TV channeling on their listen list of your sorority uh, members? Because <laughs> so they can hear about all the latest TV and entertainment news. You know what? It's not on the listen list, but a lot of uh, my sorority sisters do listen to TV channeling. So we, we're they're seeing us, don't we? All right. Say. Shout out to your sorority sisters. Yes, yes. And then the second thing is, I actually had the um, wonderful opportunity to meet uh, someone who is, she's going to be, she's a series regular, actually, comedian Coco Brown. Uh, the I was up in Atlanta for an entire month because I am the director for a uh, talk show that's coming up. So we shot the pilot and Coco was actually um, was actually uh, involved with that. So we were we were really excited about that. And I'm really excited because I'm like, now there's someone I actually know, know that's going to be on the show. So shout out to Coco. And uh, can't wait. I can't remember when her episodes are coming up, but they're coming up soon. Oh, wow. So super exciting. So anyway, what do you think of 911? Because, you know, the funny thing is I didn't watch the show in season one. And we talked about it on our fall preview, which is still up. Check it out. Hear all about what's coming up for this season. But uh, because I, I am a huge fan of Angela Bassett, I don't understand how I managed to miss the series premiere. Also a huge fan of uh, Peter Krause, who's also one of the leads. He was on one of my favorite shows of all time, Six Feet Under. And um, so with those two people, uh, also uh, I'm a fan of, uh, I can't pronounce her name, A-I-S-H, Aisha or Aisha? I a-I-S-H-A. Uh-huh, Aisha. Okay, Aisha uh, Hines. I'm a fan of hers as well. She was in Under the Dome. She's a great actress. Yes. So anyway, um, loving a lot of people on the show, but didn't get around to it. But now, once they added Jennifer Love, huge fan of Jennifer Love, because I, I, I used to watch Ghost Whisperer, and a friend got me into that show, and I just watched it until the wheels came off. Because at the last season, was it, the wheels were off the show. It was not making any. The last couple seasons actually weren't making making any sense whatsoever. But I stuck with it. <laughs> so anyway, um, clearly you did. <laughs> yeah. So I joined the party, um, uh, watching the first episode of season two. But what was so miraculous about it was the way the show starts up in season two. It really feels like it could be the pilot. I felt like it was. Easy 
easy for me to get into it. Angela Bassett, apparently, her uh, her ex-husband was gay and their marriage broke up. They have a couple of kids and she's trying to deal with getting back into a, a relationship. She's dating uh, Peter Krause's character, Bobby Nash, and um, she doesn't want to take it public. And there's all kinds of action and stuff. It's called 911 for a reason. So there's all kinds of stuff going on. And in the first couple episodes, there is a huge earthquake here in Los Angeles. So that was fun to watch. An arbinger of things to come. Hopefully not. But anyway. so <laughs> I'm like, uh, well, I hope you're being facetious. I was, like, was that fun for you as an Angelino? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was having some uh, Northridge earthquake flashbacks. So not fun at all. But anyway. Um, so yeah, it was easy to get into. So for people who haven't been watching the show before, if you want to basically go to uh, the Fox, get the Fox app or go to Fox.com and start watching it. Uh, where we did at season two it is so easy to get it uh, to step into the show and you feel like you're already hitting the ground running instantly i felt you do and i like you i missed out on season one of of 911 i don't know how that escaped my radar uh, actually yes i kind of do it's because um <laughs> you know i have to switch now since i have uh roku and sling i have to switch my tv from you know to regular TV, quote, over the air when I'm watching channels like Fox, etc. Sometimes I'm just too lazy to do that. So that's how <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so, you're, you're playing old school TV. Uh, yes, yes. So if I have to switch from sling back to that, that's the thing that's going on. But, you know, it's un really unfortunate for me because it really is very compelling. Um, you, you, you hit the ground running, I, probably because this is season two, and uh, you just get in there and they, there are so many interesting stories. I, the thing that I like, okay, so diversity is this huge theme in television that you see now. It shouldn't be a theme, it should be what it is, but I digress. So you, you're seeing this huge theme, and one of my favorite moments was when, um, uh, what is his name that plays um, uh, Chim, Chimney? Uh, Kenneth Choi plays Howie yes. Chimney Han. So he was going to enter this uh, contest for, um, you know, the uh, the calendars that they do, the, the firefighters. Yeah, firefighter calendars. calendars uh, yeah. Where they had their shirts off, yeah. Right, right. And so he was... Uh, you know, taking all these pictures and, uh, uh, you know, because he wanted to enter because I guess it was for Mr. July, which is supposed to be like the hot thing, I guess the hottest thing. So he was taking all these pictures and then there were two other firefighters in there that were like, oh, no, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be me or going to be him or whatever. And his thing was like the reason he was doing it is because when he was growing up, he never saw anyone that looked like him, you know. It, whether it was firefighting or anything, there was never like an Asian um, character. Hero. Yeah, hero, he was. He exactly. mentioned a hero that he was seeing in movies or TV or anywhere. And so, no, that was a really, really good moment. And these are the kind of stories you get to tell when you have a cast that doesn't look all homogeneous, like they're all like from Nebraska. And you know, sorry, Nebraska. I'm sure all people of color in Nebraska are like sh shaking their fist at their at the at their speakers right yeah, now. The, the three I'm people sorry. that live in Omaha are really <laughs> mad at you right now. <laughs> okay, to, yes, to all the people of color in Omaha, I'm so sorry. But, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually have a sorority sister that's from um, Omaha. She's black. 
See, or I, I apologize to her as well. Uh, and Gabrielle take, Union is actually from Omaha. See, I apologize to you as well, Gabrielle. I'm going to take all all six of you out to dinner all over <laughs> <laughs> to apologize. With I the sweet really cash bad. we're making off of TV channels. <laughs> well, that sweet, sweet TV channeling cash. Yes. But, but anyway, yeah, no, that story I think was an interesting story. Uh, Aisha Hines uh, plays a lesbian character on the show. And Angela Bassett was talking about her character um, about the end of her marriage and, and how you know for a a black woman what it meant for her marriage to fail and she felt like she had failed it's like well yeah you know no matter how good of a black woman slash wife you are that's not going to make your husband not be gay well well i'm just trying but you know the whole thing is i can see because that that is a recurring theme that you try so hard as a black woman to keep everything together that that one thing even though that had nothing to do with her that was all him you you see that as a failure for you you know you see that yeah as, that was that i was interesting and she said that she was like i couldn't you know or you know i don't want to be the one that can't keep the uh the man so, you know something to that extent so you know really it really speaks to the pressures that black women feel in society but i also felt for her because again and i do understand why this happens but i don't excuse it happening that's well that's fair um, if you're gay, and Kevin, you can probably take me. The, be gay, and I understand in the black community it, it's it's harder. It's not as easy as it seems. But what people have to realize is that you're also taking somebody else on this ride with you, who probably really loves you and fell in love with you, and now doesn't know what to do. And they're like, "Is it me?" No, it's not you. This is something you were feeling, but you know, you really have to be honest because it's not just about you. Even though it feels like it's about you, it's not. Well, it's the, it's basically the same thing that goes towards any kind of affair or life choice. You don't yes. have the right to make life decisions for somebody else. If they are thinking that they're with you and they're in a monogamous relationship, but it turns out that they're not, you're taking away their choice absolutely so if you want to do something crazy and think like you know like this will cure uh you know my sexual preference if i marry somebody of the opposite sex then they need to be on board and be like okay i'm i'm, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, co-sign on this craziness and try this with you but as opposed to them not knowing what they're getting into is insanity exactly. uh, one, one other thing i want to talk about is uh jennifer love uh she's introduced as, as I, i'm the, sorry i don't want to interrupt you is she no longer hewitt is oh, she just oh jennifer love uh hewitt. let me look at her name is it still hewitt on there you know it is jennifer love hewitt well you okay. know what we're so close i just refer oh to you're her just she's just j love, love jennifer j love that's how tight okay. we are so i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> jen you get it but anyway oh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway she is um uh, uh she brought got brought onto the show uh through uh, her brother uh, uh the character bucky played by oliver uh stark and it turns out that her uh her ex-husband or her husband that she's not even he's not even an ex she escaped and um he's basically looking for her and we find out at the end of the episode but she just kind of melded into the scene connie Britton was on there and was the main operator last season i don't understand exactly what happened with connie Britton because she her character was 
involved with Bobby, the character Bobby Nash. So I'm gonna have to go back and maybe look at uh, ep- see some episodes from season one uh, or, or clips to get exactly what went down in season one. But honestly, you don't have to. It was that easy to to melt into the show, and I feel like <laughs> the clock blocking is about to happen. So I'm trying to get as much in as I possibly can. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's about to happen one minute, and I think we forgot to mention that Peter Krause, who plays Bobby Nash, and Angela Bassett, who plays Athena Grant, are a thing. They're an item. Yeah, because I was mentioning how the fact that she doesn't want to, the question is, does she want to go public with what their relationship? Because so far, they've been seeing each other on the DL, and um, their co-workers and friends and family don't know about it. And so the question is, are they going to come out uh, with their relationship, or is it, is it going to end, or is it going to continue in the public eye, is what happens in the first few episodes. They make a decision to, you know, either stay together or move on or come out. So it's, it was really interesting. I was It was uh, surprisingly compelling to see age-appropriate grown-up love. Damn it! Oh, we've been <laughs> clock-blocked. So no You've more been discuss- clock-blocked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tachi. So it's time for us to render our verdict. So, Tachi, when it comes to 911, or should I say Ryan Murphy's 911, are you going to keep watching or are you going to change the channel? I am going to keep watching Ryan Murphy's 911 <laughs> <laughs> because I mean bl- bloody hell they they ended on a like kind of like a cliffhanger. How do I not watch to find out what's going to happen next? Ryan Murphy, you are brilliant. You are brilliant. Oh, he so is an evil watching. genius. Okay, now ask me the question that I love to be asked. I was about to. So, when it comes to Ryan Murphy's 911, <laughs> Kevin, are you going to keep watching or are you going to change the channel? Damn you, Ryan Murphy! You put a, you have something else, a new, and more appointment television for me. Because one of the things I thought about was going to be great about this show is it'd be a show that you can kind of float in and float out of because of the fact that it's uh, kind of a procedural. It's about the different uh, disasters and events that happen each week, so you can kind of float in, float out. But the uh, there's the major earthquake that happens in L.A. and at the end of episode one of season uh, two, and then it continues the whole. Episode episode is about the aftermath of that earthquake uh in episode two of season two but it isn't all wrapped up at the end of season two uh one of the uh, major characters is in very much jeopardy and so i'm like i guess i'm watching in third episode damn you ryan murphy so i am most definitely uh, uh not changing the channel i think i am a fan of 911 but i will say one last thing i wish the show was you want to fi- be double clock blocked <laughs> I'll just one more sentence. I wish the show was 50% personal lives of the uh, main characters, 50% explosions uh, on the job. Because I find Angela Bassett, her personal life, uh, there's a new hunky shirtless uh, 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 fire uh, firefighter who has a disabled son. So I'd like to see more of their personal lives. I want to see more of Jennifer Love Hewitt being stalked by her, her uh, crazy husband. Um, and more so, at least 50% of that and their work. So that's, I'm putting that out into the universe, Tachi. So maybe we'll get more, uh, Angela Bassett off work time out of uniform. There you go. Okay. All right. So I guess we're, I can't believe we're moving on to the next show. We're moving on to the next show. I do want to say once again, shout out to Coco, uh, Coco Brown. He, she plays Carla Price, who is Abby's mother's nurse. I can't wait to see you. Okay. Now we can move on. All right, so uh, let's see. The next show we're uh, going to go to is 
let's see. Let's go to um, New Amsterdam on NBC. Uh, it actually airs uh, Tuesdays at 10 o'clock uh, Eastern and Pacific. If you live somewhere besides those two time zones, you know, look it up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't matter. <laughs> I don't understand. Your whole, your mountain time has been something very mysterious to me all my life. I don't understand what exactly happens. What happened? What, what does the uh, altitude have to do with changing how time works? I don't understand it. All right. Let me tell you a little bit about New Amsterdam. All right. Uh, Dr. Uh, Max Goodwin is a brilliant, charming, unorthodox new medical director uh, at uh, America's oldest public hospital. While he's set on uh, tearing down the bureaucracy to pro- uh, to provide ex- exceptional care, uh, the doctors the doctors and staff are not so sure they can trust him or his unconventional methods. So, Tachi, what did you think of New Amsterdam? So. We are in and oh wait, I gotta start the um the time. <laughs> We're already starting to go. That down clock the is long... already scaring me. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Take a listen. All right, so we are. It seems like we're inundated. I don't want to say inundated, but there are quite a few uh, hospital or medical procedurals on the air. Of course, we have ER. No, that was years ago. We have um, uh, what's the name of it? Uh, Gray's Anatomy. Gray's Anatomy. We have Chicago. One of the med. med, thank you. And we have, uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Good Doctor. Good Doctor, right. Oh, and exactly. the residents. The and the resident, yeah. So there, there, there are a few on the air now. And so, you know, we're like, all right, well, the same old thing. And I thought, okay, how is this going to be different from any of these other ones? Uh, while they're all, you know, entertaining in their own right, I'm like, okay, so how is this going to be a less angsty house? That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, House just didn't give a damn. And that's kind of, I was like, okay, is this the case? But no, it's not the case. It's actually very different. His attitude is uh, very different from House. Uh, Ryan Eggold, uh, who plays uh, Dr. Max Goodwin, who is the the new medical director, I think is the title. Yes. So, and they've had five in five years. New yeah, Amsterdam, so it's, yeah, the people, they do not stick around. Not at all. Well, and part of the thing is New Amsterdam is a public hospital. You don't have to have insurance to be there. It's not the type of job that brings you a lot of glory or a lot of money. So if you're a money-hungry doctor, that's not the place you probably would want to be. You'd probably be at a private hospital, etc. So I, I like the fact that he's going in there to make a change. And this was the interesting thing. Um, his whole, his lines are all, his line is, how can I help? So instead of getting in there and trying to take over the damn thing, which he's doing, his thing is, how can he help? How can we make things better? It kind of has this Peace Corps. I'm fully expecting to hear that he was in the Peace Corps or did Doctors Without Borders or something, because that's the kind of um, vibe that I'm getting. And um, I'm liking because there's a couple of um, a couple of uh, people from other things that I really loved in there. So Freema Adjaman plays Dr. Helen Sharp. She's a British actress and she was the um, assistant to David Tennant who played Doctor Who. 
Don't get me to lying as to which number doctor he was. Oh wait, wait. So she was she was one of the the uh, what do they call them um, companions? Companions. Yep, she was a companion. Wow. And she played a doc. She was going to be a doctor, so she was like a resident, and that Doctor Who found her. So yeah, she was um, one of the companions on Doctor Who. So I was happy to see her and another person from across the pond, um, uh, Anupam Kerr plays Dr. Vijay Kapoor. He was in the movie, he played the fa- the father in the movie, Bend It Like Beckham. Wow, so many British connections in this show. A lot of British connections. So I'm, I'm digging the whole vibe that was initially set up for this and uh, the different storylines with it. So Kevin, you know, I know you have thoughts. Okay, let's talk about uh, Freema, first of all. <laughs> yes, yes. This woman is so breathtaking it hurts to look at her it really does she She's is beautiful she really is very stunning. beautiful and i love the fact that she plays this just like this to- this this doctor that basically could not care less about actually seeing patients. She's all about being on TV. She's on a first name basis with both Oprah and Ellen, which I guess we all technically are <laughs> because <laughs> of the fact that they mainly just use their first names. But <laughs> but anyway, she, she she basically is appearing on all kinds of talk shows. She's a, she's jet setting, and uh, the idea is that all, all of these uh, uh, the books she writes and all of her appearances basically. Uh, elevate the status of this hospital, which is a public hospital. But uh, after the uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Goodwin does some digging, it turns out that she's basically burned out. She's That's why she's not seeing patients. But she wants to be excited about being a physician again and seeing this doctor basically try to change uh, how things are done and have the focus be back on the patients as opposed to b- the budget uh, has her, you know, wanting to come back and uh, get back down to business. And one of the things that was really interesting was when they're having a conversation and he basically says, "Was it, did you get burned out be, uh, because of the fact that it's just it's so much death around here and it's just too hard? She goes, actually, I got burned out when I realized that the death didn't matter to me. It was it was, you know, easy to move on to the next patient. That's when she stepped away and focused on book writing and touring. And um, it's going to be interesting to see this journey of her getting back into medicine and dealing with patients again. Absolutely. And so let's talk about one of the big storylines. When we open, we see there is a um, a a young man who is at the airport and, you know, gets off the plane and asks to be taken, you know, not, not just gets off the plane, but gets off the plane, comes out to the uh, the street and asks to be taken to New Amsterdam Hospital. So that kind of sets up. So when we, we get the, the, the feeling that this young man is from abroad, from Africa, <laughs> obvious, I got that anyway. Yes, and, I um, think it's clear. It's very clear that he's, he's supposed to be African. Uh, we find out later that he's supposed to be Liberian. Now, I did not see, I need to do the research to see who that young man is. He was very good with, um, uh, that, uh, it, what, that's one thing I was want to say about the show I was amazed by. We, in one hour, they told so many stories. Yes. We get to know this character who comes uh, presenting 
with uh, uh, symptoms that look like he might have Ebola. I don't want to give away everything that goes down or what what's happening with him because I thought it was a really clever story. Uh, and uh, but it was well acted. We get that story. There's another story that's going on with uh, a character, uh, Doctor uh, Iggy uh, uh, from uh, uh, from who is a, is a psychiatrist, and he has one of his patients who's actually uh, been in foster care for years and years, and she has been abused several times. I mean, horrifically abused, as in mm-hmm. chained to a radiator, naked kind of abuse. And um, the unconventional way he ends up trying to get her help with uh, at, uh, with the from the advice of the uh, uh, Dr. Goodwin, I love when he, uh, he says... I've tried everything and I can't help her as a doctor. And, and uh, Dr. Goodwin says, if you can't help her as a doctor, try to help her as a human being. Right. And he, he, he takes a very unconventional approach. And it was so beautiful what he ends up doing uh, to try and solve this problem, which I was a total left uh, curveball. And I thought incredibly interesting. And also there is a racial component with a relationship. Tachi, could you talk a little bit about what's going on with that? Yeah, I I would love to. So I'm the go-to person for race, I guess. So anyway... Well, this is a team effort, so I thought I'd throw back to you because I was talking about some of the stories. I wanted to go back to you to talk about this uh, this particular story, and we would discuss in the because I'm just so nervous about being clock blocked, Chachi. That's why. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I did want to say one other thing. The actor who played um, the young patient from Liberia, his name is Jason Kisari. Um, I I don't know for sure where he's from. But he does not look Liberian, which is a, which was a problem for me. And uh, you could say, okay, well, what do Liberians look? Like? Okay, there are very distinct looks to different ethnic groups in Africa. So when they, ha- I'm like, this boy is from Sudan or someplace, and I don't know that that's the case. He could be Liberian, but I'm like, and he didn't. His accent did not sound Liberian. It sounded East African as opposed to West. And I know the Liberian accent very well, so that's why I was like, mm. well, even if he, the character is from Liberia, it doesn't mean that he was born in Liberia and raised in Liberia. Maybe he was. He's coming from Liberia. Maybe I don't know. But again, Tachi, you think we're this is you think this is a, a, a TV channeling classic. This is clock block edition. We don't have time to talk about exactly where this actor is. I understand. I just that was just bothering me. Okay, so let's get Okay. <laughs> let's get on to the um the uh story. So what happens is the doctor uh what what is his uh help me? Um I'm he looking plays, for it right now. Uh his is name is it Rocco is his name? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um because I want to get it right. Uh, uh, Jocko Sims. So Jocko Sims plays Dr. Floyd, Floyd Pearson. And apparently there was some relationship with a, another doctor. Um, who is it? Is that just a second? I'm looking for her name. Okay. I think it's Jen. Is it Janet Montgomery who plays Dr. Laura Bloom? Could I don't know. Yeah, let's just let's well, let's pretend it is or you'll find it. Okay, so Jocko Sims, apparently there was some relationship or they had a date that went really well, if you know what I mean. And they went back to the apartment, etc. So when, um, you know, she's like trying to, hey, you want to go out for, you know, coffee and he keeps like rebuffing her advances. And so, you know, eventually he has to say, look, she's like, well, I thought we we did. But I thought it was, it was. 
okay, look, you're not black, okay? So apparently um, the whole thing is he has this plan for his life and he sees himself um, with a black wife because, and he said that he wants his children to be black. And um, so having her or dating her, he was like, he was having a good time until he thought about his plan. Now I was like, well, you know, you, you love who you love or you, you meet who you meet and you make plans and God laughs. Isn't that the saying? So, <laughs> yeah. but, but this is what bothered me about her response. She said, well, I don't see any of those black women asking you out for coffee. I was like, mm -hmm. uh -oh. and there we go. Here we go with the typical nonsense. A, I thought I thought that was an unnecessary part of it to, to um, convey that after he's just saying what the issue is, you still made it about you. That part bothered me. I'm like, after even we, that's the thing about constantly explaining to people who already have the faculties okay, but, to but, deal but with you, it. You're leaving out, I think, something that's really important. To okay, what am I the, leaving the out? Discussion is that he he expresses to her why it's important for him to marry a black woman. Yes, yes. Because of the fact that he talked about his how his mother and his sisters, how he's grown up his whole life seeing, like, you know, star athletes and musicians and actors, uh, you know, be with white women and their, their his mother and, and sisters feeling betrayed. And he felt like it was important for him to uh, choose to be with someone who looks like them and to have children that look like them. Yeah, exactly. That was really interesting because that's something we don't normally hear on any kind of, you know, prime time. No, show. you don't. And it's important. And it's an, it's an explanation as to why this matters, why it matters that you see representations of yourself on television. This, it, you know, all of that matters. But the fact is, you know, and I was getting, thank you for uh, bringing that back up. Cause I was getting ready to explain, but you beat me to the punch. Good. But after he explained that, you still opened your uh, audacity <laughs> mouth to say, I don't see any of the... Did anybody ask you which? That bothered me. That really bothered me. I was like, which? Nobody asked you for your opinion on life, Gandhi. Shut, sat down somewhere, as they say in the South. That's why he's not going to coffee with you. Yeah, and, but and also just the idea that it's that oh yes, there's this uh, handsome young uh, black doctor. There's no black women that are interested in dating him, and so that's why she's gonna swoop in. Is kind of kind of hysterical. And it's but. audacity. <laughs> that is some real audacity. How dare well, I guess, you? I guess maybe she just meant in that particular hallway that they were talking in. That <laughs> I don't see a black woman at this moment she, in time she, asking you out. Mm, it didn't come off that way. <laughs> If that's what she meant, then she should have clarified. Una clara. Be clear. <laughs> well, anyway, I thought that the dynamic between them was really interesting. There's definitely sparks between them. And the issue is, will they will they or won't they get back together because of this issue with that he has? Um, but uh, something happens to her in the course of the episode where we do see he does care about her. So it'll be interesting to see mm -hmm. how things play out uh, uh, past that first episode. Also, I want to point out that the show actually is filmed in New York and it is gorgeous looking. And they actually use Bellevue. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> You've been cock blocked. Oh, no. excuse me. Damn. I see. I knew that was going to be a problem. Clock. You've been clock blocked. <laughs> Whoops. So You've been clock blocked. There's a lot of danger here. <laughs> That's a dangerous phrase. Though. I didn't realize how dangerous it was until you have to say it. So you've been clock blocked. Okay. 
Okay, so, damn it, I can't talk anymore about the fact that New Amsterdam is actually filled, part of it is filled in Bellevue, a real hospital that it's kind of based on. But anyway, ooh, I gotta close <laughs> that in, I guess. All right, Tachi. <laughs> so, what did you think of New Amsterdam? Are you going to keep watching or are you going to change the channel? I'm definitely going to keep watching. I am really interested to see how this develops. I love Freema Adjaman's character. I want to see where that goes. She has this, um, you know, as I say, audacity. And she's like, she's like, whatever, I'll see you next week. (laughs) 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 Yeah, whatever, I'll see you next week. So and I love that. And I think that that is needed in that type of environment. So I'm going to keep watching. And you, sir, for New Amsterdam, will you keep watching or change the channel? Oh my God! First of all, you mentioned uh, Freema. Uh, the just, I'm sorry. There's something about a woman in a pencil skirt, but her being in a pencil skirt plus with that lab coat and just with that face, that that unreal face, um, and the British accent. That okay? Yes, because nothing is sexier than a person of color with a British accent. I don't know why. I don't know why. But you know what? To be fair, just people in general, British accents are just it. Damn you, British, you Brits. All right. <laughs> Damn you, sexy Brits. <laughs> you sexy Brits. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, so I am most definitely going to keep watching. The show is gorgeous looking. Uh, we didn't even get into all the stuff going on with Dr. Max because we learn more about his personal life. And there are some very interesting things happening that I don't want to give away that we learn about him uh, in the first episode. And uh, gorgeous looking show. I will definitely be watching the next episode. And again, it airs uh, Mondays. Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, it airs. Uh, when does it air? Oh, it airs uh, Tuesdays at mm-hmm. 10 o'clock Eastern and Pacific on NBC. So it's definitely worth checking out. I uh, can't can't say, you know, how, how excited I am about it. And I'm looking forward to episode two. Uh, and if you haven't seen episode one, uh, just uh, get the NBC app or go to NBC.com to catch up. All right, so let's move on to our next show. So uh, the next thing we're talking about is NBC's Manifest, and that airs Mondays at 10, uh, 10 o'clock uh, Eastern and uh, Pacific and Mountain and Central People. You figure it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't matter. <laughs> Have you set the clock? Oh, okay. We're about to do it now. And here we go. All right, let's see. After a turbulent but routine flight, the passengers and crew uh, discover the world has aged five years, yet no time has passed for them. And soon a deeper mystery unfolds. So, Tachi, what did you think of NBC's manifest? It's it's, it's quite interesting, actually. Uh, I'm getting this vibe. We don't know yet, obviously. But uh, I'm getting this vibe like there could be some supernatural something happening. Well, okay. Wait a minute. Let me just interrupt you to say could be. (laughs) Well, okay. No. (laughs) I'm saying could be because I don't know if it's intended that... Well, I guess it would be supernatural. It's supernatural regardless one... of what's behind it. This is when people get on a plane and they get the, the plane lands five years has passed for the people on the ground. But the people in the air, no time It's like basically two hours has passed. It's the setup for it is so interesting. We basically see uh, the the character who's narrating the show for us is Michaela. And we see her uh, basically with her family at the airport. And she's getting pressured by her parents about 
about uh, getting married to her fiance, this mm-hmm. uh, this cop that she works with. She's a police officer, and um, just to avoid hearing her her mother uh, go in go in on her through this whole flight, when it's announced that there uh, that that the flight was overbooked and that people that will get four hundred dollars of uh, four hundred dollars if they basically choose to take a later flight, she jumps at the chance to get away from her family and her uh, brother and her nephew uh, also uh, uh, her brother Ben and her nephew Cal because uh, they're coming back the whole family took a family trip to Jamaica and her brother is really concerned about his son uh, who has cancer and um, so that $800 combined will mean uh, another trip to the Mayo Clinic for them so uh, they decided to get on the uh, to take a separate flight and of course time has passed for both his wife and his son actually has a twin a female twin sister and so when they land he has a teenage daughter and um and her twin brother is still a little kid uh so it it so it's definitely something supernatural happening that that to me was like the spookiest moment that would you and he actually runs. Yeah, he's so stunned to see his because literally two hours is or whatever has passed for them, and they land and they're told that five years the they, they can't even it's hard for them to even land because the the uh, air control doesn't know what the what do you mean your your uh, your flight eight uh, eight two eight. <laughs> and because that that plane is missing so it definitely has that like that you know the malaysia flight uh disaster with that missing plane there's echoes of that mm-hmm. and um uh so there's also some kind of you know vagueness with where we where we hear that uh michaela's mother uh has a favorite scripture in the bible her favorite bible verse that uh let's see what the it's the 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 verse is all things work together for good and so she mentions that to her and apparently there's something that we don't know yet uh after watching the first episode in Michaela's past where there's some kind of accident or something that she feels responsible for mm-hmm. p- perhaps someone's death uh that's interesting but one of the things that happens once they get is is, is if it isn't enough that they were uh they disappeared for 5 years and they're back but once they get back uh strange things start happening to Michaela and her brother where they start hearing not voices but they hear their own voice Voice mm-hmm. telling them to do things and at one point Michaela is on a bus and she hears her voice say slow down and she's like ignore ignoring it and it gets more of uh, insistent slow down slow down and she says to the bus driver slow down and like I don't tell you how to do your job B <laughs> um, <laughs> and then she's like slow right. down and he slows down and just then a little kid comes t- uh, uh, chasing a ball into the street and that helps the driver to manage to uh, to break in time and not hit that kid because he wasn't going as fast as he was going before and so why did that happen what was that why is this internalized voice telling her to do this later she she gets a voice telling her to let these dogs that are in some kennel uh set them free and so it's kind of it's really mysterious and it turns out she's not the only one hearing voices or her own voice her brother is hearing his own voice telling him to do things as well What's going to be interesting to see is whether or not it's just them or that the others that were on the plane also hear these voices. Well, I think that it's kind of I will say this much. I think that we, we know that they're getting something because what ends up happening at the I will give this because well, let's face it, the, the premise of the show gives a lot of it away. I'm going to try to keep something secret. So there'll be surprised for people who want to go back and watch the pilot on, on uh, NBC's app or uh, NBC.com. 
at the end of the episode, we basically see, because at first they're actually questioning each other, the brother and sister, like, is this only happening to us? And then all of a sudden we get a shot of some of the other passengers where all of a sudden they, we don't hear what they're hearing, but we hear, we see an expression on their face like they're getting a headache or something. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they decide to go to the airport, the brother and sister. And when they get there, a bunch of other people from the plane are also all gathering in the middle of the night at the airport not knowing why they were all drawn back there and as they're looking at the plane that the that that police and and the government have been studying the plane blows up so something drew go ahead ahead. i was like something drew them all there so they're hearing something that called them all to that place in the middle of why are they all returning in the middle of the night to the airport to uh to where the where the plane is uh is parked this has the do you remember this this movie the movie was terrible it's um it was these this class that was on a plane and it was like a premonition and then one of the boys makes such a fuss that they get kicked off the plane final destination that's it okay so it has almost a final destination ish vibe to it in a way um although they probably hopefully they won't all be off <laughs> Because they survived this. <laughs> they won't all be dying one by one, week in, week out. Wow. Exactly, exactly. So it, it's almost like there's, a, and we don't know this yet, but there's almost like there's this message that because you were given this second chance, this fresh slate, now to whom much is given, much is required. So oh, they absolutely. hear these voices and- to do these things. One thing I got to say before we get clock blocked is the fact that uh, not only are they the uh, they hearing these voices, but we have the added dimension of when you disappear for five years, life doesn't stop. So Michaela had a fiance and the key word is had because he is now married to who of all people? Her best friend. I should say former best friend. (laughs) (laughs) You know, where is the loyalty? I think I would feel very, even if you assume that this person is gone, I would still feel I don't do that when people are alive. <laughs> let alone. But you know, but, the, but when they're I, well, okay. First of all, I I appreciate the fact that you're not sleeping with your best friend's uh, uh, man while they're alive. But if they're no. dead, basically, you guys are comforting each other. You both have the you lost your best friend, they lost their fiance or spouse, and you guys, in the course of comforting each other through this incredibly hard time of this their plane disappearing, all of a sudden you guys look into each other's eyes, and all of a sudden it's lip lock. So I can mm. see how that could I could see how that could possibly happen mm. where you're comforting each other. But the interesting thing that they actually ended up together because I could see it comforting as in like a kind of almost a rebound kind of thing, a reflex to kind of get through this rough time. And then you go back to your regular lives where you're not you're not a couple. But they ended up becoming a couple. And um, I love at one point he uh, uh, he says to her like you know you still take my breath away or something like that. And her response to him is like oh by the way say hi to, say hi to my best friend for me. <laughs> yeah, so right? it's like, yeah, so she's not going to basically fall into his arms, even if he is kind of uh, having some pangs. How could you not? That's, this is such an extraordinary situation where you're married to somebody or you're in a relationship with somebody and that person disappears for five years and you're assumed dead. And then they come back in such a fantastical way where no time has passed for them. How do you deal with that? So that's part of that part of the show is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Her brother, his marriage, there it seems like everything's cool, but it's there's someone else and something else going on with her as well. So where it's all gonna go, who knows? 
And let, let me just say this. So the initial thing that was the antecedent was that three of them held back because they wanted to get the $400. I can see it, see why in the case of, you know, the, um, the, her brother and her nephew because they need the money for treatment. But she just wanted to get away. Now you have nothing because you have no apartment or whatever. My advice is to go straight to that airline and ask <laughs> them for your $400. <laughs> You better get that four hundred dollars well, because was, you have nothing now. Because, you know they have no one has actually said if they've if they've got their if they got their voucher for that four hundred dollars since they landed. I guess that's the last thing on your mind when you find out that five years has passed. But also one of the one of the uh, people were saying like I'm going to sue this airline. I'm like um yes, they already <laughs> owe you four hundred dollars. Oh my god! No, I, this is this is of course echoes of Lost. Another airline yes. mystery thing. The, my biggest fear with a show like this is, it could be, I can't deny, it was compelling. Damn compelling. Yes, it was. But the question is, it being on NBC, will this play out? Will we get actual answers? Because it seems that they're kind of leaning towards some kind of biblical thing, perhaps, uh, with mentioning Bible verses. And she goes to church and she takes a Bible and stuff. So I don't know if this is going to be about Jesus or some governmental conspiracy or what or a combo of both. Um, but I'm uh, just hoping it lasts long enough to answer some things because, you know, I'm very leery of of things things that you think are going to go and you're like okay what was the one that uh that we started to get into we reviewed it the um the high school in uh pennsylvania oh my god rise we're rise. St- i'm still bitter about rise not coming back damn you nbc and, i mean well, there I- was an actual storyline that you got invested in so you know something like that where it was dependent upon you coming back to find out what happened um i if there's not hope for something like, you know, I don't know. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Say With it all again. of these networks at this point, they need to give people a guarantee, especially for these kind of continuing things, these mystery things, these lost kind of, uh, you know, inspired shows. You need to tell us that if the show gets canceled before uh, at, uh, at the end of season one, you need to give us a two-hour movie that wraps it up. Up. I'm also still mad about uh, on HBO we re- we reviewed here and now no resolution whatsoever still the the cliffhanger we're still hanging on the cliff rise <laughs> we're still hanging on the cliff mm-hmm. G- wrap these things up because I think a lot of people are afraid to get invested in these shows I know I am because I felt like I'm gonna have the rug pulled out from under me and get invested in these characters invested in this in this bigger arc of the story what the hell happened why were they gone for five years what's behind this and not get any answers and so I think until Tell these networks, give us a guarantee, at least Netflix of all places, because they recently started canceling things. Give people, let people know, you know what? If you invest in one of our shows, if we cancel it, there will be a two-hour movie to wrap it up. Since 8 actually had two seasons and they canceled it, the fans went nuts and uh, Netflix backtracked and said, fine, we'll give you a two-hour movie to wrap the story up to shut you MFs up. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) what that was about, because had nobody said anything, they would not have given a wrap to this at all yeah so some shows other like there was a show on hbo called looking that got canceled after two years people were pissed about they did a two-hour movie to wrap it up so if, if nothing else if not network which i think network should do it too but definitely premium cable and uh streaming services guarantee be be loyal to the people that we're paying for to watch these shows if you're going to cancel them because it's not enough viewers for the people that were watching it give them a two-hour movie and if it's a comedy or a, a half hour kind of dramedy thing give them an hour to wrap it 
up. Yeah. I oh, and one last thing I want to say. People like Ryan Murphy and also now um, uh, Shonda Rhimes, you're big enough that uh, an Alan Ball on HBO as well, producers, you need to put in your contracts. I'm, I'm finishing this sentence. Sorry, clock. <laughs> you're, I refuse to be blocked you're on this. You're not letting me clock block you? No. <laughs> Leave my clock alone. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Finish but, it up. Uh, the last sentence. But... You're big enough to have it in your uh, contracts. If you do a show, Shonda Rhimes especially, because you know you have compelling TV. If you, if uh, Brian Murphy too, if they cancel your show after season one or season two, it's canceled. They have to put in your contract that there has to be a movie to wrap it up. You people are big enough to demand this. You too, Alan Ball. How dare HBO cancel your show in season one and have no resolution? You're too big for that. All of you. So that's all I'm asking you that you demand that. All right. Now I've been clock blocked. Okay. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> you, talk. Let's go into. <laughs> you were clock blocked three times. I know. Let's talk about. Let's talk about what you're actually you're, the verdict, Tachi. So when it comes to NBC's manifest, are you going to keep watching and ignore the clock or change the channel? <laughs> <laughs> I think. Okay, I, I, I'm willing to watch another episode and see what happens. It is it is compelling, but I kind of feel like um, unless they do something or go in a direction that's like I can't tear myself away, that for me it would fall by the wayside. But I am willing to watch another episode to see how this develops. All right. And you, sir, are you going to keep watching or change the channel? Okay, you know what? I kind of feel like you, but except for I, I feel like they've at least got two more episodes. That this is one. This this pilot, as far as setting up a mystery and what the rules are, as far as in how they're hearing their own voice and what th that very compelling. I already care about this police officer. I already care about her brother. I already care about uh, the the lost time he had with his daughter. I'm already invested shockingly enough and i and the bigger mystery of what the hell happened and what's behind this five-year absence definitely compelling stuff so they've at least got me for two more episodes if i if i get the feeling i'm gonna be yanked around i'm not gonna get any answers or even hints at answers then i might have to take a break from it and then show back up for the the, the season finale to see if they give us some answers then you better not be some gargamel type character calling <laughs> this whole, whole thing or i'm done <laughs> All right, the clock okay. means we have to continue on to our final show. Yes. Uh, the final thing we're going to be talking about uh, reviewing is A Million Little Things on ABC. It airs Wednesdays at 10 o'clock Eastern and Pacific. And again, you mountain, uh, you mysterious mountain people and, <laughs> and you central people, figure it out. <laughs> All right, so... So let me tell you a little bit about the show. A okay. group of a group of friends who bond under unexpected circumstances uh, receive a wake up call after one of them dies by suicide. So Tachi, what did you think of a million little things? So you really you you have to. It is everybody is really into this whole this is us thing. I don't know if you're you're seeing this, but the, you're getting a lot of these types of vibes from these dramas because This Is Us has done so well. You get these types of dramas with these uh, very complex characters uh, in the whole, in the uh, series. So 
I it's been a this is us has been a good thing for television because you're starting to see the spillover into other things. You have to also be, although it's not so incredibly sad, you have to be in the mood for a grown person's 13 Reasons Why. I, I, I That's exactly, that. it is It is basically like uh, uh, This Is Us and 13 Reasons Why had a drunk date and had a one night stand and it turns out somebody got preggers because it yes. is their love, it's the love child of both those shows. And um, the... The, the idea that these that there's a group of friends that uh, four four friends and they actually meet in they kind of have a cute a meet cute they get trapped in an elevator they're strangers they get trapped in an elevator together and they're trapped there for uh, two and a half hours and they develop a bond and one of them suggests uh, John suggests they should they all have a love for the same sports team uh, so they end up uh, uh, getting uh, getting uh season tickets and they start watching games together and they've been doing this for 10 years they've been friends for 10 years and when uh uh when uh john commits suicide and was it we're not giving anything away because he commits suicide first of all it was in the synopsis but he commits suicide within the first like five minutes of the show yes and so the the show is about the aftermath of uh his suicide as well as why because there, there's definitely a mystery. He leaves a note, uh, uh, but his assistant, uh, for s- mysterious reasons, takes that note and hides it. So we don't know why. And um, uh, what else I wanted to say about this? The one thing I will say about just in general is it seems like networks uh, and streaming services, all outlets, are just afraid to do a straight family drama and what i mean by a family drama it can be either like you know related by blood family or a group of friends a found family drama without adding some extra element like with this is us they have the whole time shifting thing where the story is being told of this family in different time periods all in one episode uh and in a show like uh hbo's here and now we had a supernatural element added to the family oh, drama thing and so with up. this we have the added mystery of uh why did this man commit suicide, which is going to kind of run through the whole thing. And um, I wish that someone would be confident enough or bold enough to have a show about a story of a group of people, be it family of choice or family of birth origin, where it's just about them without having some kind of twist. This twist doesn't seem to be so bizarre. I thought that the show from seeing the uh, the, the trailer that we might be darting back and forth in time, but we have had some flashbacks because one of the main characters is dead uh, uh, you know, in the first five minutes, but it doesn't feel like the show is going to exist completely in different time periods. We'll have flashbacks that answer some questions uh so i'm happy about that because honestly when we have shows that go back and forth in time constantly it can feel to me anyway a little exhausting i like when they do it on this is us i think it adds context to the story and you have to understand why uh so the going back and forth or the time shifting works for this is us for this if they did that, it would feel too much like they're trying to be like this is us. Yeah, di- directly why. ripping off by as opposed to as as opposed to inspired by. Exactly, exactly. So I don't think that we're going to to see that. But there are some interesting 
things. I, I so don't want to give this away. It's so hard to talk about Tashi because <laughs> there's so many. By the end of the episode, there were so many shocking revelations. They're <laughs> like, oh, oh, what, what? You know, but yeah. So there was a yes, lot of, lot of like, audibles on this particular show. But I will say a couple of lines that I thought were really fun. There was at the very beginning. There's one character um, who's actually on the phone, and he's actually uh, talking to a woman. Uh, uh, someone on the other, or someone on the other line, and he's saying, uh, "Today is the day. I don't want to be in this marriage anymore. I want to be with you." Uh, now, in exactly five hours uh, and twelve minutes, uh, Catherine's going to come home, and she's going to want to t- uh, to get takeout Indian food again. My people are from Milwaukee. We weren't bred to eat that much vindaloo. I just thought that was so. Yeah, good. I heard. I was like, wow, okay. But <laughs> so, I heard that. Yeah, line. so we have one of them. We, we we see all of the all of the main friends are in states. Their lives are in states of flux when this huge catastrophic event of losing their friend happens. One of them is in a marriage that he wants to end desperately. Another one is uh, Gary. He's actually. Uh, uh, just been told he's in remission from breast cancer because yes, men can get breast cancer. Absolutely, uh, it's rare, but it can happen. And then we have another friend who's actually Roman, uh, who's actually about to commit suicide. What stops him from committing suicide is the phone call that his other friend committed suicide. Talk about a twist! Can you imagine? Yeah, that that was a brilliant piece of writing. Right there. And, and Absolutely. This is, can I tell you what I love about this? So, you know, when we see suicide, we and, and I'm going to put it within an eth- ethnic, race and ethnicity context. You know, you always hear, oh, that's what white people do. Black people don't commit suicide. We don't do things like that. You always hear that all you need is Jesus so, and you'll be all right. We don't need count. You know, that we there's the black people don't when it comes to mental health and suicide and things like that. But what I loved about this is that it allowed a black character, a black man at that, to be vulnerable and show flaws. And no, you don't always have to be the strong person in the group. No, you don't always have to, you know, um, pretend like things don't bother you, that you are allowed to be vulnerable because at the he actually cried at the game. Well, that was nothing I want to say that that was amazing to see a uh, a group. The show is about male friendships. There's the women have major roles in it too, but the core is about these male friendships. And after the suicide, one of the friends is uh, Gary is railing about the idea that, like, you know what, we really weren't friends. Um, the fact that we would watch games together and we would stand at the bar shoulder to shoulder, but we didn't really talk about anything deep other than when we were in that elevator, trapped in that elevator. Our friendships really, you know, we're just people that know each other and hang out. And that's was that's the he he says, can you any of you tell me one thing this whole idea that everything happens for a reason give me one reason that you know john's death what good thing did his death do and that is the catalyst for roman to basically to open up to his friends and say that he, when i got the call from from gary but got the call from you is what stopped me for i was about to kill, commit suicide myself your call stopped me his death stopped me from killing myself yeah. and um he opens up and they they open up to each other and their friendships that were shallow become incredibly deep uh very quickly um after knowing some because a lot of times men's friendships can be really shallow you're just hanging you have hanging buddies but it doesn't really go to deep places and to see 
these friendships developing uh, is really, really interesting because it's something you do not see every day uh, on uh, most, uh, you know, popular television shows. Mm. And I will say now that I mentioned Gary, I got to say already I got a I got a favorite character and that is Gary is my favorite. Um, um, He brings a lot of snark to the table. I'm a fan of snark. And so I got to yes. quote a couple of my favorite lines that Gary that Gary uh, 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 gave. Uh, one of them is um, at the funeral of uh, his friend's funeral. His daughter is going to play a song uh, uh, during the funeral. And so he leans over to the woman he brought to the funeral and says, if she plays something by Bruno Mars, I will burn this. Yes, I heard that. God. That was so good. And my other favorite line, because it, it just, the show is heavy, but it definitely has some funny moments. And Gary is the one that brings most of the fun. Um, uh, so another line is, he goes, by the way, if any of you have delivering hor- uh, horrific news on your bucket list, take it off. Because it isn't as fun as you might think. I just- exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. He is, I, I think he's like my favorite character as well. I have oh to say my that. God. And if I could also just mentioned that okay so uh, Romani Malco plays Rome and um he just um he's not won any awards yet but he's been nominated for you know a few like uh, some NAACP image awards MTV movie awards screen actors guild awards but he hasn't won anything yet to my knowledge this role could be the one this that could he be wins the yeah you're for. right this I, could I'm be thinking. it this could yeah. be it Okay, one other thing with Gary that I had to talk about uh, is with uh, Maggie. That was really a funny moment, I thought. Okay, when Gary brings a woman uh, that he met uh, and hooked up with at his breast cancer support group. Yes. Which, who knew that was such a pickup scene? Uh, <laughs> he, he brings her to uh, t- uh, to John's funeral after they, because they hook up the night before. And he's just like, oh, let's go, come with me someplace and takes her to the funeral. And so when they're all, when he and, uh, and the friends in this woman are talking, Regina, who is uh, Rome's wife, uh, tells uh, tells her that she actually had a date year many years ago with Gary, and she goes, and the date was horrendous. And so Maggie comes back with, um, okay, so you say your date was bad, but did it end with him taking you to a funeral? And so so Regina says, Regina replies, I love this girl. I love her. so I'm like I was I was already feeling their friendship and uh, a friendship starts to develop between the surviving uh, John's wife uh, and Regina or they're already friends but then Maggie the woman who is uh, that that uh, Gary met at the, at the cancer support group we can see that she's going to be a factor because it's revealed that she's actually a psychiatrist that specializes in depression and so Roman is trying to on the DL get her card so he can contact her about the fact that he was literally going to kill himself the day before mm. Mm. oh my god i can hear that clock ticking in the background yeah, making me so nervous <laughs> <laughs> no don't be nervous don't be we still have a few left okay so anyway yeah so the the show i gotta say again is gorgeous um now what city they're in i am not sure it's not i think it's there somewhere in uh like i don't i can't tell if there are I can you tell where they were were they i feel in- like they're west for some they're either west like i don't know i'm feeling a seattle-ish type vibe i don't know why no, but Bruins, Boston. They've got okay, to be in Boston. Okay, they're about. I was going to say because that, that suspension. There's a suspension bridge they show at the opening that's gorgeous. And I was like, is that Boston? Okay, yes, it is Boston. It is Boston. It is. So Boston. anyway, 
the the show is beautiful looking. The cast is is uh, really the the acting is really good. Mm-hmm. the The story is twisty. It's hard for us to talk about this show because there's so many things, there are surprises that happen in this first episode. I don't want to spoil it for you because I was stunned at twists and turns where I thought something was going in one direction and it goes in another direction. So it's hard to talk about without you know giving spoilers. Absolutely, and I agree. It was beautifully shot. Um, but in this day and age, you should not have a crappily looking shot shot show. Well, the the sad part is there's still some shows out there that don't look great. You're right, so you're the- right. But this is, this is a this is very nice. Cinematography was uh, sharp, clear, and on point. You should feel like you're watching a, an extended, well, a short film um, when you watch these things. Yeah, and this definitely felt like it. And also, I'm going to say what what's neat is we have a regular Asian character, an Asian woman uh, that that's the the wife of one of the characters. She's interesting. I'm going to look forward to getting to know more about her. We don't see that every day, um, so that's interesting. You have a African American married couple uh, in a in a in a show with about uh, you know diverse people with diverse backgrounds. We have one of the characters that was in a band who's got had a failed music career we have roman he wants to be a director but he's stuck making um he's making money because that's another thing house shopping while watching the show john's family home okay. wanted okay uh, Ro- <laughs> romans romans loft or whatever the hell that is oh that just that is that island alone i would push a nun in front of a school bus to have that kitchen do you hear me the views expressed by kevin <laughs> 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 Sorry, nuns. You know what? It'd be a slow-moving oh. bus. Damn it! I wish I had been blocked before I. I wish I had been blocked before I threatened to murder a nun for a kitchen. I wish. <laughs> damn it! God you know, watches the, everything. The views expressed by me, I don't stand by them either. Okay. I don't. <laughs> All right, Tachi. Okay, it's time for us to render the verdict. Okay. So, are you going to keep watching a million little things, or as we were calling them before, a million little, th- a, a million little reasons uh, why, reasons why. <laughs> a million reasons why, <laughs> thirteen million reasons why? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we have to add the other show that it's it, it's like. Uh, what was the name of the show? Uh, this is us. Okay. Okay. Wait. A thirteen million reasons why this is us. <laughs> Or, this is 13 million reasons why. <laughs> so, are you going to keep watching whatever the name of this show is? This is 13 million reasons why. <laughs> a million. A million reasons why. Are you going to keep watching a million reasons why? Or, uh, oh, one last thing. I want to, I, the quote, there's a quote that they showed at the beginning of the episode. It says, friendship isn't a big thing. It's a million little things. So that's where the title of the show comes from, A Million Little Things. So, because I keep butchering the title. So, Tashi, are you going to keep watching A Million Little Things? Or are you going to change the channel? 
I'm going to keep watching because how can you throw in these things damn near the end and expect me not to tune in <laughs> next week? Uh, there are some developments and I want to see what happens with them. Plus, I, I think the, the the characters are compelling. They really are well written and compelling enough. I'm surprised this is not a Brian Murphy thing, but it, it, it has a bit of Brian Murphy feel. I don't know if you agree, but I, I could see... You mean Ryan Murphy? Sorry, Brian Murphy. Ryan Murphy, yes. I'm thinking, who was Brian Murphy? Ryan, <laughs> sorry. I don't know why I said Brian, but it, it has a bit of a Ryan Murphy feel to it in terms of the way some of the characters are set up. That's funny thing. I was feeling. I feel like it has a Shonda Rhimes kind of thing going because yeah. of the fact that it's uh, the relationships are so kind of twisty, and you think that you know what you're looking at, but then it's all of a sudden you sh it's shot from different angles. Like, oh, uh oh, oh I agree with that too. This is not what I thought was happening. I agree with that too. So I could see this being the love child of Shonda Rhimes and and Ryan, Ryan Murphy. Murphy. Yes. I'm like a lot of a lot of uh, uh, sex going on on this episode of TV channeling. There, there is a lot there of love is. children. From clock blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has been the again. This is the this is a uh, this is TV channeling after dark. There we go. Here we go. Wow, wow. Well, we managed to do this in a decent amount of time. Wait a minute, I didn't wasn't. Asked oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to ask you. Okay, you're, you're like you. Mountain Time. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Mountain Die, Kevin. That's very <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> you know, that's another thing. I'm giving the idea out there. Somebody needs to make a, a TV show called Mountain Time, where it's all mysterious about how time works differently in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's already canceled. It hasn't premiered. It's already canceled. <laughs> I'd watch Mountain Time. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, Chachi. Okay. Ask me the question. So, when it comes to... This is 13 million reasons why, <laughs> or a million little things. Are you going to keep watching or change the channel? Oh, my God. You could not tear me away from this show. I literally, if this show was on Netflix, I probably would have watched the whole season. Mm. I am so in and can't wait for the next episode. Because they did one of those things at the end. Of it. They, didn't, they didn't say on the next episode, like, this season on a million little things. A lot's coming up. So I cannot wait for the next episodes. This is a time when I'd love to be able to binge. But it's good that I'm going to get TV portion controlled by ABC, where they'll dole out one a week for me to watch. Mm, I don't know and that I'm liking that, but you know. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Well, we don't have any choices about that. But I want to say again for those of you that might want to check the show out, it, it's, it comes on Wednesday at ten o'clock uh, Eastern and Pacific. You know, the rest of you people figure it out on ABC. <laughs> and if you want to watch the first episode, it's available with the ABC app or on ABC.com, so you can catch up and watch it with us. Fantastic. Well, with that. That brings us to the end of another fantastic episode. Kevin, thank you so much, as usual. Oh, and thank you. This was, this is, oh my God, the, the, even though we got blocked a few times. <laughs> but if we didn't, we would be on oh, hour we'd two still right be, now. So, yes, it would be, yeah. a, it, thank goodness for that damn clock, even though it, sometimes it hurts to be blocked. It's, <laughs> it's sometimes it's a good thing exactly. yeah i'm i'm so excited so tachi where can people listen to more episodes of tv channeling where our where, where our clocks aren't being blocked <laughs> exactly if you like this episode and want to check out more you can listen to us on a myriad of different platforms we are on stitcher itunes slash apple music soundcloud we are on google play we are on 
Oh, gosh, we're also uh, TuneIn Radio. We are also on Spotify. And we are also at tvchanneling.com. So all you have to do is go there. And that takes you right to our Podbean site. And you can listen that way. And while you're there on any of the platforms, please leave a review. A nice one. Oh, definitely a nice one. First of all, if you're, if you're leaving a non-nice review, you're lying. And you guys are honest. <laughs> you would not lie. So that's why you're that's why you're a listening to TV channeling and you're not going to be a Supreme Court justice. All right. Oh, <laughs> oh. OK, got TV channel can get political every once in a while. Just a little bit. So, Kevin, uh, oh, well, but I do want to I do want to say one other thing. So please, if you leave a, a, a leave after you leave a positive review, please subscribe to us. We would love it. And also tell your friends about TV channeling and your frenemies. Both of them deserve to know. All right. Absolutely. So I think this is my cue to tell you where you can uh, hear us, uh, check us out on social media. Yes, please we're, do. We're everywhere on social media. We're on the Gram, Insta. We're on the Book That's In Your Face, Facebook. Uh, we're also on Snapchat. And we're on my personal favorite, Twitter. We would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions about what's going on in pop culture that you want to hear my and Tachi's take on, we would love to hear from you. If you have a question, we do, you know, uh, uh, listener channeling. Um, so we would love to hear from you and put your question, uh, answer it on the show so we can do that and also if there's a show that you want us to review because there's so much going on we can't review everything but if we hear from you there's a show that you want us to talk about we will talk about it as long as it's reasonable anyway (laughs) (laughs) our fans are incredibly reasonable people yes and honest yes they are clearly with that We're going to let you go back to doing what it was you were doing before you were listening to us because we respect your time and we appreciate that you took the time to spend with us today. So we're going to sign off. Bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it this fall, we're talking about it here on TV Channel. Unless it's mountain time. Cheers. (laughs) Bye. Bye.